0: it's may 16th 2021 and welcome to episode 58 of the baby metal podcast we gather in the podcast discord server on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of baby metal we invite you to join us whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived i am paul and i'm joined by kevin hey welcome back everybody and maggie
1: greetings and salutations
0: all right. So we're back um, in, in real time. We're recording actually just about a week from the last time we recorded, but uh, we're continuing our our plan to go through some of the recently translated interviews that we have. Last time we got through primarily interviews uh, with Koba Metal. Uh, this yes. time we have some interviews. Uh, with, well, so we're going to go through, these are Sue Metal and mo Metal interviews. Um, we're going to go through the two that were in Hedobon 28 uh, from January 2021. And if we have time, the one from January 2021 in Young Guitar. And surely that's going to take all the time. <laughs> so yeah. There are actually a number of other ones uh, that are recently available and soon to be available. But um, those will be next time, almost certainly. Mm-hmm.
2: There is one piece of news I have before we dive in to interviews. Oh, there is. There is. Okay. What is the news? It's Maggie's birthday. Happy birthday, Maggie! Oh
1: snap! Hi. Oh, thanks. Nice. Yes, it is. <laughs> happy birthday! Oh crap! <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I mean, I didn't forget. I mean, I knew, but yeah. yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks. Everybody,
2: everybody, wish Maggie happy birthday.
1: Yes. Right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Excellent. One more lap around the sun.
1: Yep, one more for good measure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Congratulations on surviving one more year.
1: Yes, <laughs> I have survived. That's what it feels like.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: All right. So, um, apart from that, though, I guess there there really hasn't been no, nothing new has happened in the last eight days or whatever it's been. So, no. Um, we're still waiting for the live stream and the Wow broadcasts and mm-hmm. so forth. But okay, so I guess we can maybe just start in. So I'll just say a quick thing about what we're the things we're going to talk about. So the January twenty twenty one Hetabon twenty eight issue has a couple. It has a number of things in it, but uh, the specific things we'll talk about this time are interviews with Sumedal and Metal individually. The interviewer for this was the editor in chief of Hetabon, Yuki Umezawa, and the translations that we have are from uh, Funny Toss and Capable Paramedic. Um, so, and actually, each of these, maybe it's worth saying just at the outset, um each of these start out with this um this sort of big headline that says in translation, it says, this is the manifestation of our burning metal spirit. This is our. And then for the sumo metal one, it says, this is our zoo metal. And for the Mo metal one, it says, this is our Mo metal. And that's actually that's actually the line. It's like it's like essentially the last lines of this of uh, road of resistance where mm-hmm. the translation is, this is our resistance. Um, but so mm-hmm. the, swapped in model and model it's kind of cute um <laughs> ain't but, that adorable
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and so we were planning on doing the same kind of thing we did last time where we kind of go around and just talk about highlights uh you know like mm-hmm. things things not necessarily in order that they appeared in these interviews so okay. okay who wants to pick the
1: first one well, then I will go ahead and at least pick the first one then, because they're both kind of relate to both Sue and Moa, is the fact, because um, they both mentioned it very early in their inter- interviews, is that they both do not listen to any of their studio tracks. The hmm. only thing they actually listen to is their live stuff, which pretty professional, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah,
1: I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. They've been going back to listening to some of the studio stuff and they're just like, oh, okay, well, this is how this sounded. Everyone sounds so young and da da da. And I guess Sue had mentioned that she's like, I didn't really notice a change in my voice until the other day, like a few days before the interview happened. And I'm like, I, I mean, <laughs> yes, I, I guess. <laughs> and then Moa kind of said the same thing. She's like, oh, you know, we're kind of young, we sound young. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. It's kind of interesting. I wish the interviewer actually kind of was able to go deeper on that subject. Mm. Um, I, I share that point of view. I basically only listen to the live, or I prefer listening to the live mm. recordings over the studio tracks.
1: Mm-hmm. It really depends on what song it is.
2: Yeah, that for sure. But I really would like to know why they prefer their live, mostly to see if it jives with why I prefer the live.
1: For Sue, I would think it would maybe be the way that she presents certain things at certain times. Maybe she heard herself do something and she wants to maybe see about incorporating that into how she does things. Mm Because I know she's she's always kind of on top of that for herself. So,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's obviously an assumption. (laughs) Yeah. But it seems like a pretty good assumption, at least.
0: Yeah, I did think that it was pretty funny that, you know, they're just like us in a way, you know, like they also are um, sort of surprised to go back and listen to the studio versions and how, how young everybody sounds. And mm-hmm. Ma mentioned actually that uh, she thought it sounded actually kind of lower energy than she remembered. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: I missed but, that one.
0: I missed that note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ma said... Uh, She's pretty sure Sue Metal also doesn't listen to the CDs.
1: Oh, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: which, which, you know, was correct. It was actually kind of funny. These, these, uh, you can, you can tell obviously the sequence that these were done in. They, they did the Sue Metal interview first and then they did the Mo Metal one, at least. Mm-hmm. And for the, f- the first like five or so questions or whatever, Mo said mm-hmm. all the same answers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically, as Sue, you know, at some point, the, the interviewer remarked, you know, like these are, this, you're, this, you're saying all the exact same stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It would make more sense. And also, I guess maybe more of a more of a psychological thing, too, because that way you're not trying to sound exactly like I mean, they I guess they have mentioned in the past that they kind of want to sound a little bit more like what the studio version sound like, but keep it fresh at the same time. So I guess maybe maybe give a false sense of like, oh, we got to sound super perfect, maybe. And. That's a way of not doing it, I guess is is sound to the studio, whereas the live, of course, your voice is always gonna be different, no matter how hard you try. That's just my thought
0: mm-hmm. yeah kobo Koba was had said that um you know that there he sort of felt like the, at least with the instruments, there was kind of a right answer, and it had to be like that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but but yeah it is it is also sort of interesting that uh you know we were talking last time about how these albums are constructed. In a way that, that, you know, an actual human may not necessarily be able to perform them. Um, And then nobody listens to it. (laughs) Mm Everybody listens to the humans trying to perform the impossible stuff. Right. Yeah, there was another thing, and it's maybe somewhat related. Um, One of the very first things that Sue said was that uh, she felt like the remastered tracks, you know, as opposed to the original versions kind of allowed the band to be heard more clearly like she Mm -hmm. said it Mm -hmm. sounded like the original tracks were running through some sort of a like a filter like a muffling filter and um yeah it is yeah it's that's true yeah (laughs) it is everything was cranked up way too loud (laughs) Um, yeah but it's interesting that they that she also just noticed that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah they i did actually try to go through like different songs because i have like Upteen million copies of Doki Doki Morning Now and Upteen copies of (laughs) (laughs) Ine and all this other stuff. And, you know, give them a listen one after the other. And, of course, in the same, you know, audio setup or whatever. And there is a little bit of a difference with the new with the new album. It's just it's it's a little bit. It's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So it's like that's actually kind of cool. Like, I don't know. What do they call those audio? Is it a called
2: an
0: audiophile? Audiophile. No. Yeah.
1: Audiophile.
0: Yes. Yeah. As opposed to an audiophobe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate sound. Sounds yeah. so awful. Sound.
2: I, I fear sound. Yeah. <laughs> but Man, yeah. what an existence that would be. Could you imagine
1: how it'd suck? <laughs>
0: it is. It is true though that um, like it, like I, I did feel like I could pick stuff out better um mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it yeah. is it's strange because once when you listen to the remastered one and then go back and listen to the original one you can you can still find the new stuff that you noticed in the mm-hmm. original but but it but it didn't stand out in a way like it, they are they're really close but yet i still feel like the newer one is more open
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah the, the old the original album and uh all of the original concert dvds and blu-rays are mixed very poorly compared especially especially when you have this as reference on what it could have sounded like yeah Mm -hmm. it's like you know kobe did this in garage band on a weekend (laughs) and sent the masters off to get printed yeah
0: right and had to like add some sort of extension that allowed all the sliders to go up to 11 yeah right (laughs) but yeah i think um uh i remember noticing that the 20 the the old Budokan like red and black knight's sounded pretty good, like the uh the audio on those sounded a, a lot clearer than many of the other things did um and I th- I vaguely remember that actually this, the same person may have been involved in doing the audio for that
2: i actually uh just watched uh Budokan Black Knight yesterday um in my living room and i i gotta disagree <laughs> i I don't think it's mixed all that well I think it's an improvement, but I still don't think it's very good um particularly in the lows. I, mm-hmm. I, I consider myself a novice audiophile, so I have kind of the entry-level nice audio stuff set mm-hmm. up in my living room for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does not hit the low end of anything, really at all. Mm. Aww. it's It's mixed very high.
0: I wonder if there's a difference between... Uh, so it would be weird if there were, but I wonder if there's a difference between the the Blu-ray and the CD. Because I mean, like i basically what I was listening to was the the actual CDs.
2: Oh, could be.
1: There, there, there have been in differences in between the video and the and the CD. Like mm-hmm. I, something I did notice though with the uh, Legend Metal Galaxy, the CD is just it's. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Oh because really? yeah, because like I said, I know not very much of anything about that sort of thing. And like, you can tell like the the sound quality is different from track to track.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's bad. It's not good at all. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's legend metal galaxy. I, I'm pretty sure it's that one. Either really? that or it was the forum. It might've been, it, it was one of the two recent ones. Cause that's the only two collectors thingies that I have that have the CDs in them. <laughs> right. Um, so it had to be one of those two, but from, like, from track to track, you could tell, like, the sound, like, <sighs> quality is lower in some and better in others.
0: Yeah. I, my, my you know, sort of impressionistic recollection uh, is that the forum audio was pretty good, actually. So so you might be so you must be remembering it right <laughs> or at least it's like your impression must be right because I, I I doubt you would have thought that it was the forum that was bad well there
2: wasn't a an audio only release of the forum was there
1: no not an audio only but in the one version it had the it had the um, CDs the included. CD. yeah or, you
2: know what? I don't think I've ever listened to the CD from that
1: oh well
0: you <laughs> know I'm not sure I, I, I must I must
2: that must be what I'm listening to
1: yeah when I listen
0: to it <laughs> <laughs> um because i doubt i would have gone to the trouble to like you know segment up the blu-ray
1: mm-hmm.
0: audio so
1: yeah yeah because all the yeah all the the like the one editions here recently have always been has been coming with cds since well i think legend s actually i think well, i think that, that was the be. first one that had an well, audio cd included i'm pretty sure uh, the
0: buddha i mean the
2: the <laughs> The can yeah the buddha can
1: that was one thing I did not have, <laughs> nor yeah. will I probably ever own. But it's perfectly fine by me. I didn't go to that show, so
2: okay. I didn't even yeah. bother ripping the forum audio.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So it's
2: <laughs> it's buried in a box somewhere.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I think
0: it's I think it's pretty good
2: actually. Okay, but
0: you can't. I mean, like you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't have the feature of seeing you know podcast members' faces in it and stuff. <laughs> True. <It's real. laughs>
1: I was gonna say you didn't even see my face in the in the video at all. You could see like a glitter mask sort of kind of on the edge of certain screens, but that's about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I, I think I found you know, I, I found a little like a couple of pixels that were me, I think. You know, somewhere mm-hmm. at some point. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: Callie's pretty visible.
1: Oh um, god, Callie's very but, visible. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: but actually that yeah, that whole that whole thing is like the Nemo show. <laughs> Yeah, Because he was, like, right in front of the fan camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, okay. I, I feel like I've gotten lost here. Where What were we doing? I guess we were interviews. talking about the interviews. We <laughs> were <laughs>
1: talking about the interviews. Oh, boy. Are you okay today, Paul?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, All right. Um, let's see. Um Okay. I will I will pick um, the question that had to do with uh, they They asked they asked Sue um, what country had made the biggest impression on her. Um, she thought about it for a, a bit and then her reaction was Mexico. The, the, so the head of editor in chief was there and said I was there, too. It was like cheering at a soccer match. Um, and. uh Yes. Yeah, so she's, she said, uh, yes, it's interesting to see how they brought a unique group to the show. Babe Metal's live show often derives something special from the performances abroad, but Mexico was unique and then laughs. Uh, what I found most interesting was how everyone was so free. They were so free that I wondered if they were even listening to the songs. <laughs> 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 so apparently, you know, they were, everyone was very hyped up. You know, they were, they were all uh, so relaxed. You, you know, some were so relaxed that it seemed like they were listening to a ballad. Others were. You know, uh, we're just energetically air drumming and you know, some weren't even facing the stage. Um, <laughs> and two so felt like, you know, this is just utter chaos. Like, nobody, <laughs> like, what is happening? How can I bring order to this? But eventually just uh, came to be at peace with this. <laughs> I thought that was
1: well, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, what you kind of pick up when you go to different countries and stuff too is that everyone, you know, everyone kind of reacts to things differently. And it varies from country to country. <laughs> it really does, so that's that's kind of cool to hear that though. Yeah way to go, Mexico. way to go.
0: <laughs> Being remembered,
2: Dan. Yeah. And they've never been back.:
1: I know that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday, someday <laughs> As i I've got another one here too. actually, it kind of mm-hmm. kind of deals with both of them. Um, what was their favorite songs that were not on the best of? Uh-huh. And the, what kind of struck me was Sue actually liked Anandari. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wait, really?
0: That was a weird choice. <laughs>
1: this, this is a very odd choice. I was just, well, she was just like, their the choreography was really cute and the words kinda had like a harsh cuteness to them or a very poignant something. I can't remember the exact wording she used, but it was mm-hmm. it was I was just like okay, I mean everyone's got their thing mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I love Anadari too, but I just never expected I guess Suda <laughs> pick that as a fave outside of the ten. So I thought that was amusing. But then going on to Moa's side though uh she liked catch me if you can because of also the cuteness factor of it too uh so this is like oh okay that's I, I can i mean catch me if you can is is pretty fun and stuff and so mm-hmm. i mean so is on a but i don't know and was, the on a for suit kind of took me back a little bit <laughs>
0: yeah the, the, my, the way i paraphrased it um, in my own notes was something that you know she she basically liked the contrast between the choreography and the you know the sort of like the cuteness of the choreography but then the sort of edge that's underneath the lyrics yeah <laughs> um but yeah moa's reaction in that and in, in that section was also pretty pretty funny
1: oh the she,
0: she's 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 like um uh where was it uh, well essentially you know she she said, Catch Me If You Can, and then asked the interviewer, like, well, well what did Sue say? And then was, like, quite shocked to hear <laughs> that it was on another own saxophone. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, but then, but she didn't. She stuck, you know, she stuck her ground and said, well, never mind. Yeah, you know, she she briefly contemplated going with Akatsuki and then said, well, no, but no, really, it's Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yay.
0: Yeah.
2: Interesting answer is that they're both off the first album. Given, mm-hmm. given the... Uh, how much they want to talk about moving forward, trying new things, and more adult themes? Their mm-hmm. their favorites, as we are told, are from the first album. I wonder how much uh, nostalgia plays into that more than just. Uh, I really like the fusion of cute and mm-hmm. not cute.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I I can get that. I can. That's that's uh, yeah. I get that.
0: <laughs> Though I mean, it, they were being pushed pushed to you know look back, right? Mm-hmm. So hmm true so it's, it's not really so much like what would you like to be doing but uh of the things you have done what did you like the most
2: right i guess it's just interesting to me that none of that's recent stuff it's all from the first album
0: so you thought it was uh impressive that uh rammstein sang in german even though she was they weren't in germany um <laughs> which is a little bit <laughs> it, it, it somewhat misses the mark because um uh they're where they were not in Germany was in Austria.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, kind of next door. <laughs>
0: oh well, um, that's. Funny. Nevertheless, it's still a, it's an interesting uh, um, mm-hmm. sort of sentiment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get where she was coming from with that. I mean, they <laughs> they do the same thing over here in the U.S. Right. too. Of course, so yeah. I mean, he, that's you actually. I kind of appreciate you bringing that one up actually, because like, and this is a semi-rant, but not really. But, like, I've tried to get my brother, who is a little younger than me, not by much, to listen to baby metal. And he's like, the music's really awesome, but I can't, just can't get the singing. The singing, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm like, but you listen to Rammstein. Yeah? So what's the difference? They're singing in a totally different language that you don't understand either, yet you're singing and running around singing to host all the time it's like mm-hmm. i don't get it <laughs> i don't get it at all so I, that's just i just yeah. i don't know it, it's kind of it is yeah
0: <laughs> I, I think what that sounds to me like is that it's a uh, rationalization <laughs> it's like yeah the just dis- that we already know what the answer is supposed to be and now we're trying to figure out like what what it is that leads right. us to that answer <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh uh so perhaps you are pointing out that uh it wasn't the right rationalization. There's some yeah. other reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something else. Yeah, exactly. But, it, but I mean, it's still really cool, though, that, you know, people, you know, that, well, I mean, I know that Metal had, you know, insisted on trying to do more stuff in J- Japanese, because, you know, that's their culture, that's where they're from. You know, Bromstein, I mean, I guess would be kind of the same, I guess would be the same way. I've never really read up a whole lot about them, to be honest, but... You know, their reasoning for, you know, sticking with just strictly singing in German, you know, that I've never seen any kind of like interviews and stuff like that with, you know, why they do it or whatever. But I mean, it's really cool, though. I listen to them. I think it's awesome. Uh, it sounds really neat. Do I understand what they're saying? Hell no, <laughs> I don't. But it's still really cool to listen to the same kind of with baby metal. Do I understand what they're saying? No, I don't. But I still listen to it because it sounds really cool. So I don't know. Then I guess it's just
0: a perspective yeah. sort of thing I guess well it's interesting I mean you know for, for both of these groups but I mean it is interesting like there is a uh, we have a different experience listening to Rammstein than you know the Austrians and Germans do
1: true uh
0: you know they, they it may they may like it perfectly well for its own reasons or whatever but but yeah. um it it doesn't have the same it, it ha- there's a sort of like an angle of exoticness or or something you know there's there's something that being in German adds to it to mm-hmm. those who don't speak German mm-hmm. um it, it I can sort of see liking it uh almost just for being in German you know
1: mm-hmm. by itself mm. yeah
0: so I haven't I you know I'm sort of aware of the group you know I know how to pronounce it <laughs> but <laughs> um but otherwise like you know if I have heard almost nothing by them
1: um there if If you want to, their latest album, which is called Just Rammstein, but it doesn't actually have the title on the CD, but it's a white CD with a little match on the front of it, I do Mm -hmm. recommend it. It is actually really good. I can listen to it from the beginning to the end, and actually it's really neat because it's like the way they have their songs ordered is in a story mode, so Mm -hmm. it kind of tells a story from beginning to end, Um, but it's a really good listen. Anybody who's listening right now, go ahead and listen to Rammstein's new CD. It came out in 2019. There you go. Good to (laughs) know.
0: All right. So let's see. What's the next? Anyone have a?
1: Okay, I can do the next one. Um, yeah. this one's strictly from Sue. Oh. And actually, I wrote this note down just for my own sake and sanity. Um, they had asked what the best memory of a festival was. For, I think a you know a um overseas festival, and it was Download 16. Isn't that where Mop Chan came from? <laughs> was that the 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 yeah, from? Yeah that was the meme okay
2: yeah that was the rain that yeah, was it the rain was,
1: okay. it was raining
0: very hard uh i mean like they were they were thinking of delaying they were not quite sure if they were gonna even happen it, but uh, do it but um there's a, a, a fairly famous um shot of of actually coba metal actually out there like mopping the stage up
1: yes <laughs> so okay and it ended up being called mop chan so okay <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> mop metal
1: mop metal <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny because um at um Rock on the Range in 2018 um right before Baby Metal came on there was a dude with a with a broom who was sweeping up the stage. And a lot of the fans were like, oh, this kind of reminds me of that. And so they all started cheering, sweep, 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 sweep. And the guy was just kind of like taking it all in because he had to be like 20 something. He was really young and he was just like, yeah. And then later on, he actually like popped the broom out of the stage and we all cheered and he took it off and then he ran back with it on again. It came off. It was great. I love it. (laughs) Cool. <laughs> it was fantastic.
0: Um, so, there there was some discussion of uh, Kingslayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kingslayer, of course, is the uh, collaboration with Bring Me the Horizon. Um, and uh, Sue was saying something about like you know she, she felt a little bit of anxiety about whether it would interfere with uh, Bring Me the Horizon's world to enter it, which I thought was sort of interesting. Like like mm-hmm. considering it as a, as if they have their own kind of like. Lore, essentially, right, and mm-hmm. and you know they Their didn't want style. to sort of interrupt it, yeah. Um, so they were they were sort of pleased to be invited in, you know, and, and to to, to mm-hmm. work with it.
2: Mixing my Star Wars and my Star Trek.
0: That's uh, right, exactly. got <laughs> <laughs> your Star Wars and my Star Trek. You got your Star Trek and my Star Wars.
2: <laughs> ruining ruining my metal cinematic universe. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's yeah. all.
0: There was a funny thing I, that uh, um, Moa said. Of course, it, as we've often said, you know, if, if you're looking for the, the comic parts, those will be in the Moa Metal interviews. <laughs> yes. But, but um, so there was a, a – Moa was sort of talking about the the shifting responsibility – Um, Uh and you know, once they, once they were down to two, um, Mo says, I think Sue Metal was trying to make me take the lead in this area, the dance area. Now that there are two of us, Sue Metal needs to devote her attention to the most important part of the song. So that sort of implied that the dancing part was left to Mo Metal and the (coughs) interviewer probes uh, implied. Uh, Mo Metal says as an unsaid pressure, I suppose, and laughs and uh, like an unsaid understanding. I think she was giving me the chance and allowing me to take responsibility for it or, Maybe she just kinda of did it without thinking deeply about it. Interviewer laughs. Moss well, says, actually now that I think about it, that's quite likely. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's it's kind of fun to just like watch the th- the thought process evolve. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, yeah, maybe maybe this really was just Sue not paying attention to anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. That sounds almost on point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, kind of adding on to that, though, was she, you know, having the responsibility kind of moved to her. Uh, she had mentioned about, you know, really focusing up on that after Legend S. Um, and then, of course, you know, having to, you know, realize that, you know, she's she's kind of almost the main focal point at this point, even with all the other dancers and stuff. And not only top of that, but she's now have to learn how to, you know, be a teacher. And mm. then. Being the teacher, she's kind of have to realize, oh, you know, this and this and this about the choreography and stuff, too. So it's she said, you know, it more prepared her to be a better dancer and also, you know, focus a bit more on, you know, everybody else's style of dancing. But also it kind of puts a little bit more pressure. She said it kind of puts a little bit more pressure on her um, because she's having to focus on making sure that, you know, she's doing everything along with the other person that she's dancing with, because she has to dance with multiple different people at multiple different times Mm -hmm. minus this last year. But so it's been a little bit more, a little bit more exhausting in in that regard. And which also brought up another point that she had mentioned that she felt like super duper exhausted during the, the U S tour um, because they were doing shows almost like every other night or whatever. And because Mm -hmm. they were changing up the dancers every, every other night. um, I think it was it was Rio and yeah, Momoko. Yeah. I think they were, they were the two who were on the tour at that time. I got to see Momoko. So that was cool. Um, but, uh, you know, she's having to change up the way and she's having to focus on that. And she's like, I felt really exhausted after all that. So mm-hmm. good on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that stuff's hard. It really There's is. A very,
2: mm-hmm.
0: There's a very funny part that, uh, that she stuck in there though. Like, you know, she said, um, you know, especially during last year's U.S. tour, it was like we had shows every day, and the Avengers changed constantly, too, and Metal and I were exhausted. If it had been just me, I would have been tempted to just give up. But when I felt if I was tired, Sumedal was tired, too. If anything, she's two years older than me. She's probably even more exhausted. <laughs> and and the, uh, the interviewer says, I don't know if you're complimenting Sumedal or not.
1: <laughs> it's like, this makes you sound like you're old, or old old lady. <laughs>
0: there's a, there's also kind of a, there's a little bit of a running running theme there near uh in moa's where uh like she was asked basically like what what was your most most memorable show um and uh she's like uh well the most recent one i don't I don't remember anything so uh russia <laughs> moscow show and uh, the interviewer thought this was sort of funny because it is you know in fact the the last show they had played mm-hmm. and uh um and so and then um uh was uh, she was also asked about like her most memorable overseas show and she said oh glastonbury and, and the interviewer remarked you know the, the most recent one right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, there there was actually um you know she she said uh she was asked basically like um what what is your um if you had to pick the the biggest highlight in the in the tenure history what would it be and Momodel says right now and mm-hmm. uh and, and she, you know, she did actually sort of say, that's not just essentially because I don't remember anything, you know, it's actually because right now is what my real answer is.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. She doesn't shy away to the fact that she doesn't remember a whole lot. <laughs> Kindred soul. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. So what she said here is uh, like, I don't dwell on the past, but seriously, when it comes to big metal, we really believe in becoming stronger than ever or, or, you know, so even though we haven't been able to do anything during the pandemic, we're trying to move forward. And I hope that the audience will focus on the now rather than stick in the past. So in that sense, my answer is still right now.
2: Mm -hmm. She's so deep.
1: Yeah, Yeah. she really is. (laughs) She is an old soul.
2: She really is.
1: Yeah. Um, Something. Okay. Something on the side of things. I don't even remember my first show. I know my first show was in Philly in 2016, and it's all a blur. I just remember that I was on Yui's side, and I was, <laughs> I was kind of disappointed because I really wanted to be on Moa's side. But does anybody remember if Ine was ever performed during the 2016 shows at all?
0: Tokyo Dumb. Did you mean? Do you mean abroad or?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Abroad?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: I, I don't know. Okay. Although it's interesting because there was some point in one of these interviews where, where maybe this is actually what you're getting at. Yeah, that's what um, I'm getting at, yeah. Okay, go ahead yeah, and get, get saying, at it then.
1: <laughs> uh, because she had said that um, the way that uh it was just like the way that it's responded in Japan versus in the U.S. that it seems like Ine is a lot more popular in the U.S. because I guess because of the club atmosphere that it gives off. But I just like I said, I don't ever remember Ine actually being performed overseas at the U.S. show. I don't remember it at all. I thought that was kind of an interesting point. <laughs> That it was a little bit more Mm -hmm. popular, and she thought, like I said, she thought it was just because of the club atmosphere and things. And I guess in Japan, it's, you know, she had mentioned that they've, that she feels like the Japanese fans focus more on the more metal part of baby metal, whereas in overseas or in the U.S. that we focus more on the pop side of things, I guess. Oh, which kind of brings me into another point of something else she said at the very tail end of the interview is that she was excited that Baby Metal could you know open up the world of this this, and she mentioned J-pop, but she didn't mention anything about like J-metal or anything like that, which is funny because I actually listened to a lot more metal, rock and metal than I do J-pop because of Baby Metal. So it was like it was like the complete opposite of, for me, so. I don't know what your guys' experience in, in that regard is, as far as baby metal. If they've introduced you to anything outside of more J-pop or anything of that nature.
2: Oh, I listen to way more stuff because of baby metal than baby metal.
1: Yeah, these yeah.
2: These days, but mm-hmm. I could certainly see it going both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I, I mean, do too.
0: They're, they're they're bridging it, right? So whichever mm-hmm. one you're coming from, you're headed to the other one.
2: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I mean, like, I, yeah.
0: To the extent that I was coming from somewhere, it would have been from metal, right? Mm -hmm. Right. For me, at least. Okay. Same.
1: Um, That makes sense. Yeah, because I did listen to a lot of, like, pop music and stuff. I did dabble in, like, some rock things in my high school days for, like, a tad bit, but then I went kind of back to the pop and electronic music and things. Um, But I always had this kind of back and forth anyways, but now it's more focused on rock and Metal, but I still listen to all my pop and electronica and stuff too when Mm -hmm. I have a chance, but not as often as I used to. Mainly because I am finding a lot more metal music because of Baby Metal. So
0: back on the um on on Ene, so it actually you know that did also sort of like catch my attention too because it just as you were thinking, I think when you read it, I was thinking, well, wait, when when was this? So so Sue Metal says Ene gets the crowd super hyped up in America. And, you know, the interviewer says, that's surprising. How so? But, of course, what I was thinking was, that's surprising. When?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I asked. Because I was like, I don't honestly remember it ever being performed. Like, I don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's possible that they know better than me. But, um, uh, but yeah, Sue says, this may be because they enjoy the club-like atmosphere. And you know, when I first saw the American audience's response to the song, I thought, oh, they respond to the song in this way. Um, and mm-hmm. so she must be thinking of something. Right. The chat informs us uh, that setlist.fm says that it was played in Wembley, (laughs) but um, that doesn't count as America.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) She might have misspoke potentially then. Well, Toss did mention that it could have potentially just been the Fine Bros reaction because they did do Ine as a reaction and there was a lot of positive reaction to that because I know like... The two guys from Pentatonix and Marky Player, if guys are familiar with the YouTuber, um, I know they had like some positive, a lot of positive notes on that too. Um, they were just like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. This is great. So, I mean, it could have been, yeah, it could have been the Fine Bros reaction potentially.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's possible. I mean, like the translation says, when I first saw the American audience's response to the song and that, that could, that could be not in a live show setting, I suppose.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's, there's basically only only um, one other thing I, I had out of out of this. This is the the interviewer sort of asking about metal fans that dislike big metal. Said they weren't you weren't real metal. They saw you as a gimmick. This is still the case to a lesser extent, says the interviewer. Uh, well, metal says yes, that's true. Uh, but I've personally listened to a lot and I've seen many metal bands. And I guess what I'd want to ask these people is, well: What is your idea of of metal? And uh, she says, "Well, you know, if you basically if you ask a hundred people, you will get a hundred different responses, and the world would be boring if it all fit that one person's idea of metal." Right.
1: So,
0: you know, essentially, you know, whatever is what she says.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, you know, we know what we're doing, and we are going to continue to do it. And you know, at least one of those hundred people think it's
1: good. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. I've got like two. Well, One, I've got three more notes on Sue's. She had mentioned she would like to see many metal shows if I'm allowed the opportunity. So it's like, has she not gone to any shows out, you know, outside of the ones that maybe she's just been attending. It's like, I really, I hope so. (laughs) That'd be right. I really hope that she has.
0: I think m- my reading of that is that's that's probably putting too much on the on the word allowed. I, 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 yeah, I imagine what she means is like she wants to see as many metal shows as the opportunity permits, you know. <laughs> but right, and
1: like, I I figure I my, I I did take that consideration that maybe it meant that too. But I'm just like you know it would be sad if she couldn't. I'm just like hmm, I don't know. Um, so that was one thing. Um, second thing. Out of Moa's thing is that she finds, um, as far as when she was talking about her, you know, dancing and stuff like that, um, that she finds that Brand New Day is a is harder to dance to than Omajani. I can see that being the case mainly if you actually have the energy <laughs> to do Omajani, because that is a lot of hopping around and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. but it may not be all that complicated. I, th- I think that was the idea. It's, from a dance perspective, it's not complicated at all.
1: Yeah, I- exactly.
0: It's a folk dance. You know, the folks mm-hmm. have to be able to do it. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. I mean, you do have to, I mean, you have to have the energy to be able to do it, but yeah, in, in essence, it is actually very easy. Whereas Brandy Day is very, it is a lot more technical. It was kind of interesting, you know, seeing, cause I believe Rio was the one who did it at metal galaxy. And uh it was kind of interesting to see because you could tell the like the different styles, like Moa has mentioned before. Whereas Moa was doing brand new day very kind of straight edge and just getting her, her stops right and everything. Whereas Rhea was very flowy, I guess, about it. It just kind of just flowed into another, but she was still, you know, stopping where she needed to, but it just seemed very more relaxed, I guess.
0: I think I think Rio has um More extensive dance training.
1: She does, yeah.
0: So that's not that surprising.
1: Yeah, Moa's just kind of picking up the whole entire thing of trying to open herself up to new things and new dance moves and ways of dancing and stuff that she's not been, you know, subjected to before. Whereas Rio, of course, has been in an idol group for eons.
0: Well, but and she also went to dance school. I mean, like after that, that too.
1: yeah but it was kind of neat to see the differences in their styles, though, while the song was being played for the first time, it was kind of cool. So I mean I can see in in that regard why it would be a little bit harder. You just got to have the energy to be able to keep up with keep up with the, the energy of the song in and of itself because it's mm-hmm. a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy to confuse challenge and tiring. Mhm like uh and I, I am sure is tiring but not very, very challenging, tiring. whereas exactly. Brand New Day is probably not very tiring, but very challenging.
1: Exactly. That's, you're spot on.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That is exact.
2: Yeah, because she also mentions in that same section of that interview, she describes Road of Resistance as being fast, but not difficult. So it's mm-hmm. tiring, but not really, a, she doesn't really consider it a challenge.
1: Yeah. It's got simple stuff too. Like it's, it's a simple choreography as well, but it is a lot going on though. Mm-hmm. um in, in that regard so
0: and the, the chat had a moment it had to do with basically sort of asking the extent to which you listen to this music i guess <laughs> um <laughs> so my well, metal says basically um you know I, i've come to understand it's charm i can't escape from metal now um and the you know editor in chief of hedelbahn says it's great to hear you say that <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, says, I can't get away from it, I can't escape it. And is asked, Do you usually listen listen to metal? And she says, I do listen to particular songs I like. So for example, I listen to Bring Me the Horizon normally. Recently I've been listening to a band with female vocals called Frozen Crown. They were recommended to me by Bring Me the Horizon. And when I listened to their song Never Ending, I thought they were so cool and the song was really great. And so <laughs> um, there's there's a little bit of a little bit of um, you know, the real world intervening in here. Um mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go listen to that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you now have all the information. Bring mm-hmm. me the Horizon Recommended Timor Metal, Frozen Crown.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very speed metal-ish, isn't it?
2: I have, this, I have this hilarious image in my mind when she mentioned that of her just quietly sitting on the train going somewhere mm-hmm. with her AirPods in, blasting metal. and That, Im- that image just really makes me laugh.
0: But they're not, but they're not AirPods. They're in-ear
2: monitors. <laughs> right. I am. Yes. Sure.
1: <laughs> Particular. I got to be very specific right. on that. <laughs> the last note that I have kind of makes me just very happy. <laughs> the interviewer was asking, you know, okay, well, with the pandemic and happening, you know, how did that affect baby metal, that sort of thing. You know, and she goes on and talks about, you know, it was you know really difficult because we was dependent on live shows and stuff. But the very last, like, few things that she says is she's like, I'm really excited. I would like to see A Wall of Death again. I'm just like, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is so entertaining from, like, if you get the opportunity to go to one of their bigger arena shows or just any show that actually has, like, a balcony seating, I would definitely recommend doing that at least once. Whether you are a p- person or not. Because... It is so much fun to just look down at the crowd and just see the like the wave and the movement of like everybody getting like pushed back and stuff. And then like seeing everyone just kind of get in there and just smash together. I know this sounds so violent, <laughs> but it's just it's just such a cool visual. And like, what, what show was it? It was another it was a recorded show. Um. Was it Big Fox Festival? I don't think it was that one. There was another recorded show where it had. There was like six or seven different hits going on at the same exact time. And like you see all of them at once just going wall of death. It is, is fantastic. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it is so cool. But it's a totally different perspective when you're actually in the crowd because all you feel is like all the pushing and shoving is like, oh my God, I'm getting killed here you know what's going on back behind me but then when you're looking up from above it's like it's it's a totally different experience well a you're not part of that experience thankfully (laughs) in some regards but like it's just it looks really cool from a distance I don't know Mm -hmm. I just I thought you know from being from her stage perspective to being able to see that it's kind of like sitting in a balcony being seeing that so it just made me excited that you know, she's excited about that, too, because I do take joy in knowing when one's coming up. And I'm like, ooh, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I guess I sort of feel I feel like I don't want to be in one of those, though, because it would be I don't want to I don't want to waste the opportunity. Like, I don't want to I would rather, you know, see what's happening in the show rather than like just be bumped around.
1: <laughs> right. And I get that, too. At this at the point where I'm in now, as far as seeing baby metal shows live. I feel like at some point in time, I could, uh, you know, give that up to participate in one for once. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, is no offense, but I really don't want to try to do one in America. No desire. <laughs> I, I would prefer to do one in Japan because yeah, no, I feel... I,
2: yeah, I don't mosh in America. I don't mosh anywhere but Japan.
1: No, no. I I would. I feel like I would probably die if I ever did it at a U.S. show. I would not... Yeah, the,
2: the pits here are...
1: Are yeah, brutal the, le- legitimately. Yeah, the, the pits
2: here are too <laughs> violent. I have no desire to mosh or do anything here.
1: No. Like yeah, that. no, definitely not. So but yeah. But definitely if I ever get the chance to go back to Japan at any point in time, I must. I have to mm. at least once. So mm. So yeah, those are the notes that I had from from head of Look
0: at that. My little recording wheel says it's been an hour, but yes, oh well. it has. So since since it has reached uh, an hour and we made it through the the twenty eight stuff, I think we will postpone then the other things for future episodes. And so I think we we I am sure we have by now two episodes worth of just dis- similar kind of discussion of these interviews. But mm-hmm. as we said before. I will say again, read them anyway. We have not hit everything that's interesting in them.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but so coming up, we have um, a couple of things from Hedabon 24. What we have been talking about is headabon 28. A little bit earlier, um, oh. there was um, Hedabon 24, which was quite extensive. Um, and there is also um, coming a long Koba Metal interview there mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we don't mm-hmm. have that yet, but we will soon.
1: Mm-hmm and as always thank you to funny toss and capable Paramedic for being able to put everything together
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: for it's us it's been very
0: useful and i re- yes. i really like the style of these too that where you can see both the original japanese and what the translation is and then there's a little translator's notes for little things that we may not quite understand nuance right yeah so so it's pretty great mhm um but so more to come um, at, at some point we will break in our interview uh, reviews to talk about like, <laughs> you know, the live stream and stuff, <laughs> but yes. I suspect that the interviews will continue beyond that as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we are hoping to also have a, a at least a couple of guests on uh, here soon, uh, which will also probably break up that, that stream of uh, reviewing the actual interviews a bit, but yes. So, all right. So then, that is it for this episode. Uh, you can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it. So please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks. We hope you'll join us then. And until then, see you.